Hello and welcome to the Masterbooks podcast today. I have a great show for you. Randy Pratt, the president of Masterbooks is here and he's going to talk to us about two very important new resources that we have for your teens, some Bible curriculum that you will want to know about. He's excited about it. The whole team's excited about it. And we have a big sale coming up. So I want him to talk to you about that as well. So stay tuned. We're going to get through this little intro and then I've got some great news for you. Welcome to the Master Books Podcast, where we bring you conversations that will strengthen your biblical worldview and the faith of your family. I'm Jennifer White, publicist at Master Books, a division of New Leaf Publishing Group. As host of this show, I'll be opening the doors to the Master Books family library of books, authors, and curriculum. For over 45 years, our company has been about one thing, ink on paper to touch eternity. In a world increasingly at war with God, we are publishing to partner with you to disciple your family, the church, and the nations. So hello and welcome to the show, Randy. Hey, Jen. It's awesome to be on with you. Randy and I have been working together for a long time, and recently, just this year, he's become the president of Master Books, and it is an honor to get to interview him today, to share his wisdom with you, and to let him talk to you about these two new resources that really he is the mastermind behind. He knew that we needed these two resources. And before he starts talking about them, I want him to share with you the really good news about the biggest sale of the year that we have coming up. So go ahead, Randy, tell everybody what's happening. Yeah. So we have our mega sale. This is the best sale of the year. Uh, the best prices of the year. Um, it's an additional 25%. So we mark our prices 20% off retail prices all year long. But the one day of the year, we actually were giving a sale of an additional 25% off at checkout. So it's just a great opportunity for people to buy Christmas presents or to buy the supplements that they were looking for, or maybe even to stock up for next year with curriculum. Mm -hmm. um, it starts uh, Monday the 28th, um, which is Cyber Monday. It starts at nine o'clock Central Standard Time so that we have everybody in the office to make sure uh, we're supported because there's usually a lot of people on the website. We just want to make sure we have everybody in place. The other thing is that there's also free shipping on orders over $75 for anybody that lives in the contiguous U.S. So it's a really good opportunity to get a lot of good resources, not just curriculum, but to buy, um, you know, the biblical apologetics, Christian living, devotions, all of the all of the materials we have. That's the, the best day of the year. If you're going to buy, yeah, we're excited about it. And every year so far, we've done it for, I think, the last four or five years. And it's just been exceptional. And so this year, we're even looking more forward to um, the turnout. Absolutely. And this year, it's even better because in the past, it's been 20% off. And it's mm -hmm. like a big gift to get that extra 5%. So 25% off this year is really a gift from the leadership of Masterbooks. And I'm thankful for myself and for those of you um, that are listening, that you get to have that. And I hope you have picked out some really fun books. Hey, guess what? In case you're not reading the emails that we send out, I'm actually behind the emails that we send out. So I really want you to read them. You will find in emails that we are giving away $100 in reward points 
to one person, one customer who creates a wish list, names the wish list Christmas. We're going to go through the website, find someone who's done that and give them 100 reward points before the sale starts on Cyber Monday. So check that out, read the emails. And now let's get started talking about Foundations in Worship and Foundations in Faith. These are our two new Bible curriculum electives for teens. Is it teens or pre and preteens, Randy? Yeah, grade seven through 12 would be okay. where it would fit in. Okay, perfect. So one of them, Foundations in Worship, that's the one we want to talk about first. Tell us a little bit about why you, as the president of Masterbooks, who drives the mission of Ink on Paper to Touch Eternity, why was this Foundations in Worship an important piece of that puzzle? Well, as you know, we've been publishing books since 1975. And uh, every now and then you go through the library and you just find these little nuggets of things that we published years ago that are like, wow, this is this was an incredible project, right? It was a great resource. But for one reason or another, you know, it had gone through its life cycle and and it's just there. And actually with Foundations in Worship, Kristen is the one, Kristen, my wife, is the one who she knew about this book that was written by um, Dr. John Morris mm -hmm. on, on the hymns. And she she kind of championed this course as being a good Bible course because um, it would be, you know, to have a hymn appreciation course, but also one that compares the hymns to the integrity of the scripture and uh -huh. what a great opportunity it is to teach students about you know when when we look at media we listen to songs and it doesn't have to be hymns they can be you know any christian artist or or anybody who professes to have you know art done in the name of christianity to be able to compare that against scripture and so uh -huh. um, we thought it was a great idea we have the resource we contacted dr morris and said you know, could we could we bring this back to life in the form of a course? And he was he was on board and said, sounds like a great idea. Gave us a lot of liberty to to tweak it and make it fit a course. And yeah, I'm really excited about it. And I think it was a brilliant idea. I think it's great for students to really start thinking about their worldview and comparing it to um, what what they're listening to and looking at and and taking in, and then comparing that to the the biblical standard that mm -hmm. we have. So him, a hymn study is would be maybe feel unusual to some students in this generation mm -hmm. because hymns are not often sung in churches anymore. So why hymns? Why go back in time to a hymn and have a teen study that? Well, I think at one time, hymns were modern music, right? I mean, it was, it was a way of teaching people scriptural truths through music. Mm -hmm. And and I think that there is a richness in a lot of the hymns, even Christmas music. There's some Christmas music hymns that are in this course. Um, it's a great opportunity to expose the, the student to maybe something um, from the past that they hadn't had, the richness of hymns, mm -hmm. but to also show them that that no matter what the medium is, we can compare it to scripture. And so a lot of the hymns that are here, are just phenomenal resources. Like when you really look through like the old rugged cross and you see it compared to scripture, it's like, oh, wow, there's such profound truths in that. Mm -hmm. And I, I really think, and, and, you know, as we talk more today, there's such an issue in culture today with 
the foundations of scripture. Scripture is just kind of set aside and man's opinion is, is made prominent. And then we also have a lot of influences from other, um, you know, sources or belief systems that kind of come into Christianity. Mm -hmm. And it's good sometimes to just really sit down and compare it against the, the scriptures. And so I think it's a good opportunity to take something where we have a great example of where they got it right. Yes. So then the student can use that when they're scrutinizing the media that they're listening to, even modern music and, mm -hmm. and, and modern, you know, songs and stuff to, to have that. Um, Absolutely. Ability. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine that the looking back at history, we know looking back at history is important, right? I mean, we have the students studying history all throughout their schooling, but also just to see, okay, this is how a truth from the Bible came to life for people. And, and the fact that meditating on scripture through a song is so powerful. It's such a great way to synthesize the truth for our brains to really, and we, and it stays with us, you know, it stays, the song stays with us forever. So I think it's neat to think about the students today going through this course, learning how they did that before they took scripture, they made it into a poem, then a song or however it came to be studying the life of that particular author songwriter, and then see that in themselves to mm -hmm. see that I can take the scripture that I learn. I can write something from it. I can, whether it's a book, whether it's a poem, whether it's a song, and I can be the hands and feet of Jesus here on this earth in this way to help that truth come alive for this, the next generations. Yes. Very well said. Yep. I, I would 100% agree. So tell us about your favorite hymns. You mentioned the old rugged cross, which I love. What other hymns will students find in there? And which ones are your favorites? That's a good question, Jen. So, <laughs> um, there are quite a few that I really love. It is well with my soul. The story behind that song and the song itself Um just throughout seasons of life. Sometimes there's songs that you connect with mm -hmm. and, and it's a lot of it, you know, there was such turmoil that was going on in the author's song at that point uh, or in his life at that point. And mm -hmm. um, so that song definitely resonates with me. A mighty fortress is my God or is our God is, is another one that I absolutely love. Um, and that's uh, the solid rock is probably the third that I, um, those would be hymns that I love to play and sing. Um, I didn't grow up actually in a church that did a lot with hymns. And okay. so I learned hymns kind of in my, you know, late twenties and thirties. I started, um, uh, I was a worship leader and, and there was a little bit of a movement that was popular at the time to kind of modernize some hymns mm -hmm. and there's such a richness to them. And you're just, you know, they were birthed out of a time when people were, they hung on to the truths that were in this because they were scriptural truths and you needed to because of what, you know, people were sending between war and sickness and just yeah. hard hardships of life. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I've gone through life, these hymns probably stand out to me as some of the strongest. Mm. Well, the same is true for me as far as the, this, the power of the Holy Spirit to remind you of a song that you know and to minister to you that way, to bring back a truth that you may not have memorized that verse yet, but you memorize that song and yes. how he uses that to help us 
um, secure us, cement us in his truth and in that hope. So I am excited for the students who maybe haven't been exposed, like you were saying, you weren't exposed to the hymns and maybe they haven't been as much. And these are maybe hymns that are really precious to the parent who's teaching it or to the grandparent who grew up singing these in church. So I'm excited for the way this will be an interconnectivity um, of the generations. For sure. And I would encourage families who maybe think, well, I don't, I'm not as interested in hymns. We've had great reports of families who started this course that really didn't know if it would be that exciting, mm-hmm. but then really started enjoying how deep it is spiritually. Yeah. You know, the author is Dr. Morris did a great job of providing spiritual depth and foundation with each of mm-hmm. these hymns and the hymn stories. So just because they're hymns, I wouldn't shy away from that. If you're not familiar with hymns, mm-hmm. um, I would look forward to the exposing yourself to that richness. And, and I think you'll be surprised at how, um, how uh, impactful it can actually be in your life. And Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there also some biography, uh, biographical sketches of the authors or the songwriters within this study? Yeah, there's background behind the hymn, and, mm-hmm. and some of that includes the author biography and what was going on in his life at the time, her life at the time that they wrote it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's some history in there as well. Right. And their testimony, just seeing the testimony, the background, why this song was written, what happened in their lives and being able to use that, like this person went through this and Mm -hmm. this is what came out of it. This is the fruit of that difficult season in their life. And it's still bearing fruit this many generations later. There's a lot of hope in that and walking through the Christian life. For sure. For sure. I mean, the, the hymns, these hymns are pretty timeless in the classics, right? Mm -hmm. them. And they're, they're hymns that people have held on to during all seasons of life. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I think in that way, it's not like, you know, there are some things that are timeless and I, uh, the word of God is timeless. And I think works of art that are built on the word of God are also timeless. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I love art. So that means a lot to me. So now let's look at Foundations in Faith. This is the second curriculum that um, we've just released it. We released it digitally. It'll be available in print. When do you, when are you expecting it? Um, it should be. I'm hoping we'll have it in print by the end of the year. Uh, okay. So that's, that's the hope. Okay. Yeah. With the printing situation after COVID, we're still all reeling from that a little bit. Yes, it's lightening up a little bit. So the, the hope is there, but the digital is available now and the preview is on the website so people can see a, a really good sampling of that. Great. So Foundations in Faith was written by Israel Wayne, who is one of our very popular authors. He's written a lot for homeschool families, for parents, and even some books on theology that we publish. And I'm excited for us to see what he has put together for the the people who are listening or watching today to see what he has put together. This is a very unique course and I've listened to you talk about it. I can tell you're very passionate about it. So tell us why you and master books, knowing that what our mission is ink on paper to impact or touch eternity. Why this book, why foundations in faith? Well, part of it goes back to the, my, my personal testimony. I grew up in a, in a church that was um, contemporary and modern, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and absolutely loved Jesus and, and believed in, 
you know, scripture, the authority of scripture, but we didn't have the heritage um, that of, of the traditions of, of the faith, so to speak. Um, so I became the principal of a Lutheran school and, uh, and I was completely blown away. I remember the Apostles Creed. The first time I saw the Apostles Creed, I was like, how awesome is this? Like, there's actually like, this is what we believe and we state. And, but they actually have like a statement of faith, so to speak, mm-hmm. that, that they would read and recite. And then, and then, you know, the kids were doing confirmation and, and they were doing catechism classes. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, look at the catechism. Like, this is so brilliant. It's like, who is God? And then the answer. And, you know, how do I believe about this? And then the answer. And so it was a way to teach people the, the, the scriptures in ways that were easy to, to know. And, and then as I became, you know, as I, as I was making my faith my own at the same time, really, through that time, and I began researching, like, okay, what, why should I believe the Bible? You know, it's a book and people, why should I believe it? And then I began understanding what the canon of scripture was and, and what it took to be included in the canon of scripture and understand that the Bible, you know, you have, you have 66 books written over a 40 year period, uh, no, over a 1500 year period by 40 different authors on three different continents and three different languages. And yet they fit together so perfectly and tell one story because they have one author. And, and as you really begin to kind of understand how miraculous the scripture is and how the preservation of our faith through each generation has occurred, mm-hmm. it, your faith begins to grow and it begins to answer some of those doubts and those questions that you have. And, and so that's really what excites me about this course is it's a, it's a broad view. It's the thousand foot view of 3000 years of systematic theology and church history. But at least it helps give a, a, a you know, kind of a, the idea for a student, there are answers right? If you have doubts, there are good answers. And, and it gives them enough of an awareness of each of these concepts mm-hmm. so that they know where to return if they want to study it in more depth. I like that. And the history, tell me again, how many years of the systematic theology that are included in this? Well, it's, I say, I say, you know, 2000 years of, of systematic theology, but it's really the New Testament church which would have been the time of Christ through today and mm-hmm. how we preserve the message of, of Christ and the integrity of scripture. Because as you know, there's different perversions of the word of God, mm-hmm. right? Different, different people claim to have new revelation. And, and so cults are started. And how do you protect something? So what they did was a canon is, is the word canon means um, standard. And they basically said, here's the standard in order to be included in scripture, it had to meet these requirements. And mm-hmm. when it met those requirements, then it would be included in scripture. And then, and then, you know, throughout time, you'd have different, different new revelation and people would say, wait a minute, we've got to compare that to scripture. And then at different times, they would even meet together as a council and say, let's define what the scripture says so that when people are coming in and saying things, we have a document that says, basically, this is what we believe because this is what scripture teaches. Mm-hmm. And so those confessions that Israel draws from um, are, are throughout history where 
you know, men of God have sat down and compared against scripture what was being taught and said, this is what we believe. And it was necessary to protect the message of the gospel because people love to add and, and you know, all of the things we see, we see it all throughout time. And so it's that preservation of the gospel that we see and how that occurred. Mm. Wow. Well, I, as you were talking, what I was imagining is that what is provided in this curriculum and in foundations in, in worship. So foundations in faith, foundations in worship, what we're really providing is this backbone that you can go back and see, this is why we believe what we believe. This is why what we're doing today in church as a family mm-hmm. matches up with scripture. And that's why they did it 200 years ago or 300 years ago, or five, you know, just to be able to say, there's this one continual story happening and this is how we stay true to it. Yep. Yep. I love yeah. That. And I think, you know, there's one, um, one cult that I, in particular, that I've been researching a lot in the last couple of years. And what's surprising is 70 to 80% of their converts come from what's called nominal Christians. Okay. So they actually target Christians who don't have a solid foundation in their faith and they don't understand um, what the Bible actually says. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of their terminologies mirror Christianity and it's very confusing, right? And so there's there's something to be said about having a solid foundation and understanding the roots of your of what you believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even testing what you believe to make sure that it stands and has integrity. Sure. Because I've also seen cults and 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 religions that are not centered around the gospel, they change right? They, they had some divine revelation and then a prophet comes and then now it changes due because of culture or because of things that occurred. Our faith as evangelical Christians has not changed. Mm-hmm. We, we haven't had to modify it from, from the time of Christ to the time of today. Right. So that's what I love about foundations and faith is it just really gives a solid foundation for why we believe what we believe, why the Bible is truth. And then Um, And then it moves into a little bit about like how, what's the structure, you know, Mm -hmm. family, the church, government, and how those play into, into things to to continue and support um, what God has been doing for the last 2000 years. Right. And what I see as you're talking is that we all, we have the Bible and we can always go back to the Bible and that's where we find our truth in this book, this curriculum, this journey through this course will help synthesize the truths, packaging history, this long continuum timeline of history into something very concise that will be like a reference book to this student forever to be able to go back to and say, Oh yeah, remember we need to look back at this this is why we do this. This is why we are not going here. This is how me and my family will not become a nominal Christian or a nominal family that is um, vulnerable to these deceptive twists of the scripture, this little new idea of how man plus scripture can be something wonderful. You right. know, Right. Yeah. And I think Israel does a really good job also of, um, being very careful to, to stay with the essential doctrines mm-hmm. and not make the course. Um, it's not, it's not weighted one way or another 
with some of the the things that people tend to argue over in modern day Christianity okay. that mm-hmm. are not essential, right? Yeah. So he kind of stays a very a very fine line. And one of the reasons that I'm happy that Israel did the course is because he often speaks in crowds where he knows the landmines mm-hmm. that can occur. And so he just he he walked very delicately, I feel, through some of those landmines but made sure that the essential doctrines that are necessary for students to understand are there. Now Mm -hmm. then churches and families, they're able to explain why they believe what they believe, right? About some of the, some of the non-essential doctrines, so to speak. Um, But the, the core doctrines and why we hold true to those things, I think Israel did a fantastic job of, of laying that out for the student. And I think, honestly, a lot of families could do this. I, both Foundations in Worship and Foundations in Faith would be great family studies because how many of us grew up in churches and, and you know, can we really even say what, you know, what is the canon of scripture and, and, and why does that matter to us? And what were these different councils and what is a catechism? And, and even though we don't need to use that word, do we understand um, you know, why it was used and how it helped preserve the faith in times mm-hmm. when people struggle to understand um, some of the more complex things. Right. Well, and I can imagine that there are people listening today who are going to absolutely understand what a canon is, what a creed is, what a confession is, what a catechism is. And then there are others who are new to the faith, new to homeschooling, new to um, biblical worldview who may not have even heard of those things before mm-hmm. or have heard, but just don't have a, you know, great grasp on it. So give us just a overview of quickly of what a creed, what a can creed, canon, confession, catechism, what are those things? Well, the canon would be the standard. Those were the standards that were used to evaluate books, letters, what was going to be included in the Bible. Okay. Uh, creeds, creeds would be, um, kind of a confession. It would be a statement of belief that that you would confess and you could do Mm -hmm. that as a group. Uh, A catechism would be kind of a question and answer of, um, you know, who is God? How do, what do I believe? And then based on the scriptures of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those would be some of the things that Israel tapped into with some of the different uh, creeds, catechisms. I think that they even work on memorizing this. Maybe it's, I'm not sure if it's the Apostles' Creed or not, but there is a creed in there that they they work on, um, you know, evaluating and memorizing. Uh, so it's it's a richness, right, mm-hmm. too, to what we believe. And, I, you know, I guess I would say I was so ignorant because I had only grown up in one church. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 25 years old, 30 years old, and then I'm a pastor of that. And, and suddenly... And I, so I, I, I'm so like, my experience was so limited to that denomination. Sure. And then as I become a pastor, they have what was called a ministerium, which is where all the local pastors would come together. And so we would have like a community service. And I can just remember sitting in community services where some of the other churches in town would, would, you know, present their traditions of, of remembering scripture and in the faith. And I would be like, wow, I love this. I love the depth and the richness. And it's not necessarily how, how our church celebrated or my family celebrated, but I just love being exposed to 
their culture and the way that they did things. And, and so I think that there's a richness for families and really looking at something more than what they see kind of in the, in the, you know, typical Bible study or, or whatnot, and go a little bit deeper into the historical roots mm-hmm. and documents and, um, and, and open themselves up to that richness that is available that maybe it's not the focus of, you know, as much as what we do hymns, the hymns are the same. It's just like, there's a richness in that, you know, it's like Christmas celebration and all of a sudden the carolers come around and that's, that's like, we love that depth of richness of this traditions and the celebration. And so this is a way for families to really open themselves up a little bit to traditions that mm-hmm. are part of the Christian faith that maybe they're not really, weren't part of their understanding of the Christian faith, but are certainly part of our historical legacy and and heritage. Right. So it's unifying us as the body of Christ is what I hear you're saying. We are unifying ourselves with history, the people who believed God faithfully before, and we're unifying ourselves with the people who believe God now, but maybe just have a different experience. But we we do all have these things that we are unified on. Yes. Yes. As Christ followers. Yep. So as we've talked today, I know we're wrapping this up, but as we've talked today, I have been thinking about like, what is our prayer? What is our hope for the teens and their families as they study these things, as they um, dig into something that maybe completely new to the whole family or just a a deeper dive into something that they've known before. I see it as strengthening them, strengthening, like clothing themselves with the strength of the Lord, like Gideon was clothed with strength, that this information will prepare them to fight battles they didn't even know they could face or win. Gideon certainly didn't think that. But there is a scripture that I love to pray in um, Isaiah 52 And I'll just read it here from um, my phone, (laughs) but it says it's Isaiah 52 verses one and two, awake, awake and put on your strength. O Zion, put on your beautiful garments. O Jerusalem, the holy city, for there shall no more come into you. The uncircumcised and the unclean shake yourself from the dust and arise. Be seated. O Jerusalem, loose the bonds from your neck. O captive daughter of Zion. And I just believe that this, these two Bible electives for seventh through 12th grade students. And as you've discussed for families, that these will help them wake up to the truth in a new way, have this backbone that we talked about, be clothed with salvation, be clothed with even more understanding of what salvation means to them, and then be more of a light as they go out into the world and defend their faith and invite other people to share their faith. Yeah. I, I would add two things to that. I think okay. uh, I was always amazed as a pastor when I would, that how the Holy spirit worked in the life of a believer. Mm-hmm. And I could always like, I always had in my mind how this was going to go down. And then at the end of the service, somebody would come up and say, when you said this, the Holy spirit just really, really convicted me and really ministered to me at that place. And I realized he does all the work, right? And in these courses, when, when, if a parent feels this feels right to do this in our family and to give to my student, Mm -hmm. 
don't necessarily worry about the outcome. Just worry about the obedience, right? The Lord and the Holy Spirit do this work that's completely them. Yes. And so to, to, to trust that the, the, the Holy Spirit is going to do something remarkable, I think is good. The second thing that I would say would be seeds. I just mm -hmm. see these courses as being seeds that maybe they don't take, you know, maybe they're, they're just sitting there in the soil and, mm -hmm. and they may not, you know, to a, to a 14 year old, it may be a course and some of what they're learning may, may be exciting and interesting, but maybe it's not like the wow that you think, but that doesn't mean that all of a sudden at some point, the Lord knew that that seed is going to just all of a sudden take root and then begin bearing fruit. And so I see both of these courses very much as seed courses mm -hmm. um, and something that the Holy Spirit can do something that we would never have envisioned. Absolutely. Wow. So these are Bible electives for students that are seventh grade through the 12th grade. Mention to everybody just what they can expect to find before seventh through 10th. What do we offer that you, um, you know, if, if there's a family listening today and they're like, well, I do have seventh through 10th graders, but I also want a firm foundation for my younger students. What would they use? Well, we have the Where Faith Grows. Uh, we have first and second grade. That series is being developed to sixth grade. Okay. I would highly recommend that. We have the elementary apologetics for students in fourth through fifth grade, which I would recommend uses the um, answers books for kids. Mm -hmm. And then we have the more than words uh, as well. So those would be some, some options that we have. Absolutely. So those are available to those of you who are listening when this goes live. Those are available for sale on Cyber Monday. All of those courses you can um, grab for your family. And for those of you who are listening far, a long time after Cyber Monday of 2022, we just welcome you to explore everything that we've mentioned. Um, I'll have the links to everything in the show notes so that you can go check out the free look insides, download the PDF, go through a week or two of the course, whatever is included there. But we want everything good for your family that, um, that the word provides. And so that's what our team is working on. Randy is leading our team to make sure that you have the resources that you need to partner with your own family, but also partner with the body of Christ, ink on paper to touch eternity, to touch hearts minds to give them everything they need for life and godliness. And we just are so thankful that you're a part of the master books family that you've chosen to um, come alongside us and do this. And we love coming alongside of you too. So thanks for joining us today, Randy. Thanks to everybody who's here listening and we will see you on the next podcast. Hey, thanks for joining the master books podcast. This was fun and we are really glad you were with us. We invite you to check out masterbooks.com. We have a big library of books that will feed the faith of your family. And hey, subscribe to our channel so you won't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.